Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, where real music matters and whatnot. Uh, Steve Edge is here. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. I started a little bit late because I was waiting for the toaster. I've got a really okay. slow toaster. Are you eating the toast now? I've got the toast right now. What you got on your toast? Have a guess. Go on, get, I'll see if you can get it in three. Okay. Is it... Well, can, can, before I guess, can, is it sweet or savoury? Because then, you know, it makes it, What? All right. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you, I've got one of each, but oh. at the moment, it's currently savoury. Uh, peanut butter? No. Oh. Okay. No. Marmite? You don't like marmite? Mate, come on. I'm not even going to no. let you allow that as a guess. I don't you know what else you can spread on it. Shipham's beef paste? I mean, oh, that's... I know what. Go on. That um, anchovy, that gentleman's anchovy relish. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> gentleman's anchovy relish. Oh, it's nice, try it. Sounds like a euphemism. Yeah, no, it does. And it looks like a euphemism, <laughs> the pot it's in. But <laughs> it is a real thing, and it's really nice. That sounds rank. Uh, no, it's right. neither of those things. You've got one more guess. And I'll tell you, meat yeah. paste was not far away from it. But imagine... Crab. No. Imagine... <laughs> Imagine somebody who was muddle classy in meat paste. What would that be? A muddle class meat paste? Yeah. That'd be pate, wouldn't it? Pate. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it in three. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pate on toast for breakfast. How decadent. Well, <laughs> no, Christmas has started early in your house, hasn't it? You know what? I'm like a week into self-isolation. I've You've gone mental. mad, haven't you? Now, I started my, praying for Christmas when I was in my isolation. I thought, I should get the Radio Times now, start circling things. Yeah, start putting the tree up. Yeah, my, why not? It's over, isn't it, this year? Forget it. Yeah, I like a bit of pate and toast. That's mm, my no, it's fine. I mean, toast generally, and we have mm. discussed this before, is the the best of the quick snacks. Yes, yes, by, by, by a long way. By a country mile. I mean, you can't mm. beat it. It can be savoury, it, it can be plain, it can be sweet. Could it's, be a sandwich. It could be. You could make a toasted sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love. I love that sort of three weeks a year where we get the toasty out, toasting machine out. Yeah, it just comes out, and then we just use it like you, three meals a day for three yeah. weeks. When you remember it, what's this at the back of the cupboard? Yeah. You remember you bought one. Oh, we got one of those. I forgot we bought one of those. <laughs> and then it goes away again. You never see it again. Yeah, and then you oh, sort of when you first start using it, you have to work your way through that burning your mouth thing. And you go, I remember we used to leave it. <laughs> For just to leave minutes. it for a bit, yeah. Poke, yes. poke some holes in it. Let beans the steam and cheese, out. Beans and cheese in a toasty. What's your go-to toasty, Philly? Cheese and ham. Cheese and ham. And cheese and ham. Mm. Interesting. Oh, here's a question then, while we're talking about food. Um, Omelettes. I've had an omelette pretty much every day. This is the first time yeah. I've deviated. How many eggs? I'm a four-egg man. Four eggs, man. Four eggs. Know. <laughs> breakfast in your house is like Henry VIII's breakfast. <laughs> Patty, four eggs, please. Why is Mental. <laughs> and you're balking at my anchovy relish. <laughs> four, four eggs. Yeah, four, four eggs. eggs. Okay, four, four egg eggs. I'm okay. four eggs. Yeah. I'm, uh, now, do you put milk in or not? You meant to put? Is it um, half a half an egg cup? So you crack the egg. Yeah. You crack the egg. Was this scrambled oh. egg? You crack the egg, and then with the half of the egg, you put that amount put of milk, milk in per in. egg. Interesting. All right. And, and then, um, obviously, salt and pepper. But what, yeah. um, a, a bit of butter, but what, what are you filling it in, uh, an omelette with, or are you a plain man? I like a bit, I like a mushroom, maybe some peppers, you know, bell peppers. Interesting. Yeah. I'm cheese and ham. Cheese and ham, okay. Cheese and ham all day long. Is it ham yeah. or bacon? Do you bacon it, and then, or do you just... No, no, just ham. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then I've got... I know I'm starving. Luckily, I've got two pieces of jam on toast as well. 
Oh, I say toast. It's <laughs> <laughs> like my breakfast pudding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have breakfast pudding when you're in isolation. Yeah, of course you have, um, yeah. Do what I you say, want. I say toast. It's actually one of those Warburton's thins. Oh, okay. Them so, things, yeah. 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 I mean, they're fine. For, for, you know, for trying not to put on any weight while you're sat <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Well, when you're having, when you're having six of them, probably didn't <laughs> load it with pate. <laughs> I'm sure that'll help. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio, where real music matters. I've got another question for you, Steve. Okay. These are things I've been noticing while I've been by myself. Mm-hmm. Where where do you have uh, problems with nose hair? Is it at the front of your nose, like in the sort of like the mm-hmm. lip of your nostril, or yeah. is it coming out of just the ether of the darkness? I think it comes out the ether of the darkness, but it, right. you don't notice those because they're in the darkness. But the mm. front ones. What's going on with the front ones? I don't know. Those guys are. Uh, they're the ones that people can see as well. Yeah. Like, they're the they're ones just, that if you sign you on. You don't look someone, there. You don't look there. And then you just you look just see it and you go, what's going on there? How long's that been like that? <laughs> I know. I just saw one this morning. That's why I bring it up. Mm. It was massive. Like, I could feel it like tickling my lip. My ear ones have started. Oh, the ear ones. Well. I know. Bottom but, of the ear. Oh, it's actually, keep bottom an eye of the ear. Them. Yeah, bottom of the ear hole. Not, sort no. of, oh, know, like on the lobe? Front, front bottom. No, not on the lobe. Not Although, you know, now and again not, when... That's not the phrase. It, no, but it is lobe, isn't it? Yeah, but the front bottom is very much something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, the front bottom lobe. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... I don't think that's... A, no, we shouldn't go there. No. You know when you get... So, you look sometimes, you've got like a really like long hair, like about an inch long that's like attached itself. You go, that's Weird. not grown out there. No. That must have fallen. From your head. Because I would have noticed that when it was half an inch long. <laughs> you reckon it's fallen from your head and then rooted into I your ear? I think it does. I think it attaches itself to a, whatever they're called. A follicle. Follicle, that's the word I was after. I, I only said sure. nodule, but that's a different thing. No, I, that, that can't be real. Well, I can't believe that's a true you've, thing. You've never found a hair on your <laughs> ear or eye and gone, where's this come from? Yeah. No, I have done that. But I just yeah. presume it's grown and I've just not noticed what, it mass- rather than... No. What? Not to that length. <laughs> it's fallen out of your head. And reattached itself to another follicle. That's what <laughs> I'm going for. Right. I don't I believe that's scientifically no, possible. Google this in the next week. <laughs> well, look, we'll put it out to the to the Absolute Radio listeners. Uh, there'll be some experts out there, I'm sure. Um, I don't even that- think it has to be your own hair. I think there was a cat hair growing out my ear once. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. Any, any of that is true. But I'm having, I've started using these um, wax things for my nose. What up, you? What? How does that work? <laughs> oh, mate. It's oh, do you mean, is it like a little, um, like a, like an earbud? But goes yeah, it's a bit oh. like that. Yeah, it's like one of your old, those old glue sticks you get at school. Yeah. Uh, you know, those plastic ones that you wipe glue on with. Yeah. So I remember it's sort of rounded and you put hot wax on it. So you stick that in the microwave, mm. hot wax in it, up the nose. Can you just smell You leave hot it there. Wax. Yeah. You leave it there for like... I don't know, An like hour. a minute, <laughs> two minutes, <laughs> three minutes, till it's set. And then... With all your might. With all your might. And every yeah. one of those nose hairs is connected to a nerve ending, I'm sure. Yeah. And your tear ducts. So that takes the ones from the dark hole at the back of your nose. Well, yeah, but actually what you're able to do, not to get into any detail here, yeah. what I then do is I, I have a second go at it, but just at those ones at the front there where it's sort of... They're the ones that I worry about. What's the middle bit of your nostril cause? I know that's your philtrum, isn't it? That that yeah. the bit between your on your lip, but whatever that middle bit of your nostril is, is it your septum, that, isn't it? Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, I think it is. That bit there houses a ridiculous amount of nose hairs, and nobody ever says anything. But 
They must be able to see them on people, because I can see them on people. I know, but it, it, you can't say anything. You can't have a chat with somebody. Anyway, it's lovely to meet you. Listen, sort yourself to me, yeah? It's a mess. <laughs> and then walk away. <laughs> what can you say? How do you bring that? How do you broach that? <laughs> Absolute disgrace. Sort that septum out. You can't. Manford. I didn't tell you last week, actually, when I was in Guadeloupe. Yeah. Uh, filming that show that we're not allowed to talk about, even though it's quite Don't easily Googleable. No. Um, I uh, I climbed a, a a volcano. Oh yes, uh, yeah. I heard about yeah. the volcano. Did yeah. you, was it good? How long was the? Was it a? No, you it know. wasn't good, Steve. It wasn't good. Was there steps or did you actually? No, it was heck. It's like the size of a blooming mountain. What? So you used your hands and like ropes and stuff to go? No, there, that was the that was the mad thing. It was just off you go. Like there was no health and safety at all. Just well, like, I mean, how do, you, how do you do health and safety and risk assessment on a <laughs> volcano? <laughs> so off we went, the four of us. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of the actors who were out there and crew out there, they said, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful mm. experience. You'll enjoy it. Um, I'll I, I, be honest with you, I didn't. You know, sometimes I, they yeah. say the views are great. The views are great, but I could have mm. seen them on somebody's phone. Yeah. Yeah, and it, apparently if it was misty, it was rubbish when he got Well, they up. said that, actually. They said that. I went to this bar. Um, the two things the, the barman said at this beach bar was, um, a, a, you'd be very lucky to get a, a, a clear day. He says, I've been up 16 times, Oof. and uh, it's never been clear. Yeah. So that was one thing he said. The other thing he said was, when I said, uh, where's the toilet, uh, he just pointed at the sea. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> which was a bit weird. Well, I mean, it's hard to know whether to trust this man or not, isn't it? I mean... <laughs> I know. But anyway, when I went up the uh, the volcano, uh, yeah. it was clear. It was beautifully clear. We could see for miles and miles and miles. Well, uh, but that still didn't make it worth Could you see like in, into the volcano or anything? Or what, what, did, what well, is the top? Well, there was all like steam like... coming out of it. Not only was the steam coming out of it, I could hear it bubbling. Oh, did you, uh, did you go, guys, the floor is lava? <laughs> you didn't do that. I mean, I might have done that, but you nobody You should have done that. Didn't have yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yeah. They were like, yeah, no, it's a volcano. I was yeah. like, no, that's not. No, but it's, oh, forget it. it. Um, it was, uh, yeah, there was like steam coming out of it. And Did you uh, throw anything in? Uh, no, it's not. I think you're thinking of a cartoon volcano where. <laughs> I am. I'm thinking of that one that can sing in the Pixar thing. A long, yeah. long time ago. That one. Yeah, it's not that one. It's not, it's not oh, a case okay. of like. Oh. It's just sat there when you get to the, the. It's like the rim, and then when you look over, there's loads of lava. So it's just like a. <laughs> it's just like a. You're big thinking vol- of that, aren't you? Just, yeah, and then some, on one side, some ashened people frozen into the shell no. of Pompeii. No. No, that's not what it is. It's just so very it's just much a mountain with some steam mountain. coming out of the top, and you thought you could hear some bubbling but you wanted to hear some bubbling because no, you've been walking for two bubbling. hours. I heard bubbling. I definitely heard bubbling. Might have been your it... stomach rumbling because you've been walking for two and a half hours. <laughs> well, I must say I did uh, naively not bring enough water. And... There's a shop up there. <laughs> there isn't a costa up there which I was no. a bit about. Um, somebody needs to get... I thought it might be an Irish bar. Yeah. Or they're, they're, everywhere. they're everywhere, the little co-ops. So we get up there. So we, we drive an hour and a half to get to the, to the National Park to just start the walk. And yeah. then the walk is two hours up. Oof. And then you would think, oh, walking down will be easier. It's harder. Um, yeah, because you can slip, can't you? And, yeah, and slip. You... And also your body's just not quite... It's just not good at that that position, sort of coming no. down front. <laughs> like, it's just not... It's a well, weird you can position. crawl up, can't you? You can't crawl down. No, it's very weird. Um, and that, the amount of times I've banged my legs... I mean, I was looking at my legs this morning. I look like an eight-year-old boy. It's just bruises and Everywhere. scratches and, uh, you know, and scabs <laughs> everywhere I've banged oh, my legs. Dear. 
Um, I actually gave up halfway and I let the others go on. I said, I'm not doing it. I can't be bothered. You say go on without it. me. I said, go on without me. I can't. You're all right. You're hurt. No, just go on without me. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> and Kelvin Fletcher went on without me. He didn't even look back. Yeah, um, right. But then I thought, oh, they're going to get up there and have loads of pictures of top of a you know, volcano and be able to see the lava and that. I better yeah. go. So I went myself and I went up the... Uh, I ended up going up and do, just doing it myself, yeah. But because yeah. I ran out of water, I went full Bear grills. I was like, I found this plant <laughs> that... Oh, <God>. What? <laughs> <laughs> On the way up there, I found this plant that just held rainwater because of the way it was sort of designed. Yeah. Created, whatever, I don't know. It definitely it was, was rainwater, yeah? Yeah, it was definitely rainwater. Oh, just what, you think you people have stopped for a week? Well, you've, you're still going full Bear grills if, if, if that's the well, case. Well, if anything, more than Bear grills. You meant to drink that. other people's, though. <laughs> I don't think that's what he recommends. I was like on me, lying on my back drinking water out of a plant. Like, it was absolutely the most mental seven hours of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still not worth it. Not even worth though I've got it. Pictures. <laughs> no. And then I dropped my phone on the way down and smashed the screen. So I can't see, you could have thrown that in the lava and heard it go. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been brilliant. Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Steve Edge is here. He's down in Twickenham. I'm up here in uh, quarantine, in isolation, in mm. uh, in Stockport. How are you finding um, it? Have you gone, gone a bit yeah, loopy I'm yet? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm stuck in this sort of spare room, yeah. um, which is fine. Uh, yeah. I sort of pop out. I'm like a, uh, you know, like, I'm like hibernating. Like I pop yeah. out for a little bit. When their so people awesome. are there, do they slide food under the door like like you're in solitary, <laughs> like a prison? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I just. I mean, that's why I'm eating. Manford. These, that's why I'm eating these Warburton's thins because the, they fit under the door. They're the only thing I can get under the door. <laughs> well, not with the amount of pate you got on them. <laughs> stuck to the bottom. Of <laughs> you the have door. to have a letterbox put in the door, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it does. You do get to a point where you're like, right, I've completed Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> like done that. Done that, done Amazon. I'll tell you what's good on Amazon is uh, The Boys. Have you seen that yet? No. no. It's good. What is that? It's like, it's a superhero thing, but imagine wow. all superheroes were absolute numpties. I know, I have heard about this. Somebody's yeah, talking about this before. It's but yeah. really, really good. It's very okay. funny. It's so good that you even forgive Carl Urban's uh, British accent. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> But um, you sort of don't. I didn't realise he was supposed to be British till somebody said something. So like, he, like he is, three episodes. He's British. In. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. I thought he was just supposed to be Australian. Well, it's like <laughs> Ian McShane in Deadwood, isn't it? Yeah, you know, exactly. He's, he's he's doing American, but his character's yeah. called the Limey, and he's going what? Don't come in the Limey. I'm doing I'm doing the I'm doing the accent. I'm doing the, accent? Doing the, doing the accent. But it's right, uh, it's good. It's good that the the boys. I've enjoyed that. Um, so that's a yeah. that's a Manford recommendation. Out there, okay. it's very gory. So if you if you if you're soft, then don't don't watch it. But uh, okay. it's good. Let's get it watched. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Now, Steve, it's a very, very special version of this today. Uh, it's hashtag bin chat. Hashtag bin chat. Hashtag bin chat. 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 <laughs> now, Steve. Yeah. Uh, last week, we yeah. uh, we one of our bin chats that we had was uh, about Andy Jennings, uh, a Swindon fella who uh, engineer, no less, who uh, was aiming to get into the Guinness Book of Records for driving a, a wheelie bin at over yeah. forty miles an hour. Yeah, uh, and we did speculate on his 
well, his death, really, didn't we? We sort of thought. <laughs> sort of thought yeah. We, yeah. We thought, would, but, he, um, would he even survive it? Well, it just you know it, it does seem, it's, that's what's good about it, because it's got that sort of evil can evil vibe. Element of danger, yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, you'd and be bins. pleased to know, and Bins, not only has he survived it, he's on the line now. Good morning, Andy. <laughs> Good morning. How's things? We're really, really pleased to hear your voice. Safe and well. Safe and well. We were nervous for you because we we sort of recorded the link in advance, and then we thought, well, he's doing it Sunday, and uh, you know, if he doesn't make it, we'll have to we'll have to take it out. But you, you yeah. not only did you make it, you nailed it. <laughs> We did. Yeah, yeah, all is good. Um, yeah, survived the run and came back with the certificate. So, Brilliant. I love that. So so what speed did you get to, firstly? That's what we want to find out. So officially it is 43.35 mile an hour, oh. which is at 73 kilometres, I think it is. Yeah, 43 mile an hour. That is fast, man. That is fast. And did it, I mean, that feels fast in a car when you're surrounded by all that safety equipment. Yeah. <laughs> what did it feel like in a, in a wheelie bit? Uh, pretty much how you, how you'd expect, I guess. It was um, didn't yeah. It wasn't made easy by the fact that there was um, quite a hard wind blowing left to right across the the field at, at Elvington. So it was done on a like an airstrip. Yes, that was my worry well. for you. Yeah, they're known yes. for not being breezeless. But yeah, it was um, it was pretty thrilling. I mean, it's you don't get many times that you're stuck in the centre of uh, a runway. Um, and if you do, then you're probably in the wrong place. But you definitely, um, you definitely <laughs> are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- made easier by a load of spectators cheering you on. It was yeah, really good. That's true. Yeah. Did you have to drive it home, or is it? No, luckily not. It was a four and a half hour journey. <laughs> yeah, was, the fun would be soon out of that uh, escapade. Yeah, really. definitely. Yeah. Halfway down the M6. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so you came about this. Uh, well, you tell us the story. What, what, why did you come to this? Obviously, people hear this story and just think. Well, he's just a he's just a crackpot, an absolute crackpot. <laughs> well, there is that, I guess. <laughs> but what, yeah, but no. But there's a bit uh, more of a reason to it, isn't there? There is, yeah. So about a year ago, I was sat there in my garden, and uh, I've always fancied the idea of having a, a record against my name, like most people have, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's crackpot. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> um, no, there was also a cause behind it that I'd, I'd yeah. kind of always wanted to get some money uh, raised for a fund, basically for a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, I thought, what better way to do that than to get the, you know, the people looking at something that they're familiar with, and, and that would be a wheelie bin. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> flicking through the record books, and pretty much everything has been done before. There's the fastest shed, toilet, pram, shopping cart, <laughs> like you name it. It's, it's pretty much pram seems wrong. Done. Uh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was minus the baby mind, but uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but the wheelie bin hadn't been done, and I think I've I've kind of worked out why now. Um, because uh, a year later and about 200 hours of being in the garage I've um, sort of just about done it but uh, yeah brilliant. essentially it was it was to raise money for a mate of mine who had an accident about five years ago yeah uh, which yeah I mean as of yesterday we've just reached nearly well close to five grand so it's been that's uh, amazing pretty, pretty phenomenal you, yeah and and you're raising money for so it's his care home uh, called yeah. the Marillac Centre in Brentwood in Essex. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been doing some amazing work. So he, he unfortunately he broke his leg about five years ago just on his farm. Mm. Um, but he was always into stuff like this, building wacky stuff. And right. of all things to, to have taken him down, it was just a simple, just a simple accident. Um, it led to a coma and then unfortunately he uh, was permanently disabled. But right. uh, a bit of a surprise this year, he, uh, he passed away during lockdown. Oh, um, so this this whole thing really has been to try and get a message out there that be like yeah. Ben and, and, and get what do what you can while you can and enjoy yourself. But um, all of, all of the funds for this have been going to his care home to keep people like him Brilliant. that are in current situations going. 
Well, you certainly did that, mate. And what a, what an amazing thing to do in his memory as well. Mm, thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's obviously a lot of fun. You know, brought a lot of laughs to people watching the videos and, and the bits on social media. But also to raise that money uh, for the people and the, the the care centre that cared for him is uh, that must that must feel good to you as and your family. It does, as well. yeah. Like yesterday, watching them watching the comments roll in about people with yeah. you know friends that are in similar situations, or even just saying, look, thanks for brightening up my day through a period of. You know, well, yeah. let's face it. We've all been, all been watching the news. It's you know not been not been cheery. So to see people Absolutely. smiling and you know kids coming up and saying you know can I have a sit in it and stuff. It's a surreal <laughs> feeling. But yeah, can really I sit good. in your bin? Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's fantastic, Andy. And is there anything else now? You've you've broken one record. Are you are you flicking through the books, seeing if there's anything else for the future? I can't work out if I've got the bug or not yet. Um, I'll let this <laughs> one settle in. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah I, I guess. Engines and tinkering has always been stuff that I've been interested in. So if I did, it'd be a similar thing. So I'm open to suggestions if you've got any ideas. All right, we'll have a little think about that. <laughs> I just wonder if there's somewhere somewhere in South America or Germany, there's a bloke sat there looking at his wheelie bin and has just seen the news thinking, OK, this is 43 it, miles an hour, you say? <laughs> <laughs> it's on, yeah, exactly. Well, best luck with whatever you do in the future. Well done for raising that uh, that money there as well for uh, the Marillac Centre. Yeah. And uh, you can... Uh, can you give us the website so people can go there and, and donate? Yeah, of course. So you can pretty much find it on Facebook or, or Instagram is kind of um, more popular with uh, at the fastest bin. Uh, and on there is a link to the Just Giving site. Uh, anything that people can donate is obviously massively appreciated. But just go and check it out. Give it a like and a share and, yeah, enjoy it. Nice one. Thanks, Andy. All the best. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Where real music matters. Right now, at absoluteradio.co.uk, you could win a 100-inch projector system, a soundbar, an ice cream maker, and a popcorn maker to make... What does that sound like it makes, Steve? Popcorn? No, the whole package, I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> just meant the popcorn. Oh, was that a roll then? Oh, sorry. A you home say cinema it. experience. There you go. Thanks to Disney Plus. <laughs> Smooth. Yeah. Streaming Disney, Marvel, National Geographic, Pixar, and Star Wars. Disney Plus has all your favourite TV shows and films all in one place. Uh, right now, you can watch uh, Pixar's Onward, which was a film that came out early on in the year. Uh, brilliant cartoon. We talked about it last week on the show. Uh, my kids have watched it three times. Uh, so I've seen it, but you need to see it. It's brilliant. Fun-packed animated adventure starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt set in a suburban fantasy world. The film follows two teenage elf brothers, Ian and Barley, who embark on an extraordinary quest to discover if there is still a little bit of magic left out there in the world. It's a lovely, lovely film. Um, I'll tell you what I've been enjoying on uh, Disney+, Plus, Steve. What's that? It's a little show. Now, you might not have found this yet because it's not like... It's not right in your face when you when you first put the app on. Um, is uh, Encore with Kristen Bell? All right. And I mean, as you know, I've got a bit. I've got a, a crush on Kristen, Kristen Bell. Anyway, yeah. she, she's my yeah. she's my ideal. But um, she she's brilliant, and it, and it, the show's great. It's it's called Encore, and uh, it's basically what 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 she does is they get a load of um, people who were in a a play or a musical together at school. And 20 years later, they get them oh, to recreate that play again. I've heard about this. This sounds good. <sighs> Honestly, it good? it's great. Yeah, it's great because you get the odd one that's like, you know, he went out with her and it left on a bad thing. Uh, so you've yeah. got a bit of that going on. But obviously people's lives have just moved on and, you know, they've yeah, changed. There's that person who never... He's an estate agent now and now he's got a... <laughs> 
yeah. work out if, how he can sing like he did when he was 11. <laughs> exactly, it's exactly that. But honestly, it's brilliant. It just reunites these like sort of high school uh, musical cast members uh, back together. And it's, uh, oh, it, honestly, we we sort of binge watched it in a, in, a, in a few days. My kids watched it as well. Um, because it's just a mad mix of people. Like some people are still well into theatre. One guy in like episode two is a cop now, and they're like, yeah. right, okay, right, you come back and do, uh, you know, West Side Story, or whatever. Officer like, Krupke, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it'd be great, yeah. <laughs> <It makes sense. laughs> no, you're not playing him. You're playing. Uh, <laughs> Actually, was, he was Daddy War books. I think he was, uh, oh, was in, he? in Annie. Yeah, um, but no, brilliant. Honestly, that's my big recommendation. If you, if you get chance, and if you like that sort of thing, it's a great example of the genre. Uh, make sure you check out Disney and Pixar's Onward streaming now and don't forget to head absoluteradio.co.uk to win that home cinema system all thanks to Disney Plus Sunday mornings 8 till 11 Jason Manford on Absolute Radio where real music matters one of the things that I noticed when I was when I was away I mean, I'm sorry that I keep going on about Guadeloupe but I have been in isolation for a week now and I've got nothing New well, last to time talk you went about. out, wasn't it? Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. So apologies, uh, but um, one of the things I noticed was obviously how big uh, some of the animals were uh, over there. How noisy mm. some of the animals were over yes, there. Yeah. Some of the sounds coming out of that jungle. Crikey, mm. they were keeping me up. Um, but uh, there was a crab. <laughs> so there's crab. There's lots of crabs, aren't there? Loads, mate. I mean, you told me there was a few. Yeah, I went for a night swim once, and when I was walking back across the beach. Obviously, there's crabs everywhere. Mm. I just kept clapping my hands so they knew I was coming. <laughs> just because I've seen the dog. <laughs> Were you trying to speak I, their language? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just doing it with the. I was clapping my hands with my thumb and my fingers. Yeah. Here he is coming here, giving it here all that. Is, giving it all that. But I just thought I don't want to tread on one or frighten one because in no, the dark, their eyesight doesn't look great. If I'm honest, I mean their eyes well. are on stalks. So yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> so say that. I no just, one says oh, I can see like a crab. No. No one no. says anything like a crab, do they? No, no. <laughs> I can move okay. like a crab. Yeah, occasionally do a sideways step. I guess that's a bit crab-like. Yeah, but that's not a great step, is it, when you're trying to get They've away from someone hand, coming at you? Got that big mm. hand. Mm. Is it an hand? Claw, I guess it would be, <laughs> rather than hand. <laughs> I got to know him too well. All right, Adam. Well, I, <laughs> I was driving one night with uh, some of my cast members, and uh, as I'm driving along, this crab was in the middle of the road, like... Oh. And it was massive, like it would have, I'd have felt it if it had gone over it. Yeah. Was it like a duel? It was going, come on then, me and you. (laughs) A little bit. Me and you four. And also, I was driving a Kia, so it probably would have won. Yeah, yeah, easy. You know what I mean? There's no way a Kia's going to survive a crash with a crab. No. No way. So um, I I, I just stopped the car and I thought, I'll just get out and I'll try and move it. (laughs) People in the car like... What are you going to do? Pick it up? I thought, well, I'll, if that's what it comes to. they all to, get their cameras out? Yeah, of course. I'll send you the <laughs> all video. All right, he's going to move it. <laughs> this looks good for Instagram. So um, anyway, I got out and uh, and I sort of tried to pick it up, but it ran when I got near it. Yeah. And so I had to chase it off the road. It nearly got run over by a truck. Thankfully, it this, didn't. Is a, this is the weirdest insurance. If anything had gone wrong here, this would have been the weirdest insurance claim ever. <laughs> well, you know, I say, I'm saving a crab. Yeah. Admiral. What do you want to do? That's that's me. That's the sort of bloke I am. So anyway, saved the crab and off it went into uh, carry on with its life. Um, Probably to tell its mates that it just got chased off the road by a a very pale man. Um, But I did, you know, afterwards I felt quite good about it. I thought, you know what, I felt good there. Actually saved the life of an animal. Yeah, I mean, you're quite easily pleased. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Right? Maybe. I feel pretty good. Did anyone else in the car agree with you that you should be feeling so? 
could about yourself. Well, Mate, it, it, you just walked towards a crab and it ran off. Well, yeah, I the think mi- there was more to it than that. In the middle of a busy road. You just did a, a dance on Strictly, and I'm not, you know. <laughs> busy for Guadeloupe. Yeah. Um, so, I, um, so I put it out on my social media about people who may have also saved animals' lives. Obviously, last mm. week it was saving celebrities' lives, and this week, more importantly, uh, it's saving... Uh, Animals' lives. Okay. Uh, and, it's, and it might start basic. Tracy Marlin, for example, I rescued a drowning spider out of the bath. I carefully fished it out with a piece of toilet roll and placed it on the sink. I went to get my glasses so I could see how it was, and it was just a piece of fluff. So uh, she, she didn't actually yeah. save anything, to be fair. No. And actually, on, and it came back fire. While we, were, while we were there, we were near a swimming pool, and the director, Chris Foggin, a uh, lovely man, saw a wasp in the pool, like, drowning. Yeah. So he went to save a wasp. Okay. Well, he's a nice yeah, guy. With his bare he? hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. What do you think happened? Did he get stung? Yeah, stung him. <laughs> and why, why, why is that? Because wasps. Well, it, it would have, it's like an old parable, isn't it? It's like the wasp would have gone, yeah. you knew I was a wasp. It's, it's in my nature. <laughs> exactly. I help it. Now we're both going to drown. No, I'm not going to drown. I've just been bitten on the hand. You're going to drown. Oh, okay. I'm oh, this this through. I'm drowning. <laughs> So I asked on social media about people who save weird and wonderful animals. So do get in touch on, on Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram and let us know if, if that's ever happened to you. Have you ever done a heroics for the animal kingdom? Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Paula Law says, uh, coming home one night uh, after a big night out, sober, she puts in brackets, I was wearing high heels, walking to unlock the door. Just as I was about to put my foot down, I saw a huge fat slug right where I was about to step. I oh. didn't want to kill it, so I threw my leg forward. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Except I went hurtling forward too. I put my hands out to stop me fall, landed uh, with it butted up against the doorstep. Uh, I saved a slug's life, but I broke my wrist in three places. Oh, dear. Just to save a slug, man. I know. Well, this, anybody who's ever tried any gardening this year will know that that was not worth it. No. You know. No, this is they, what slugs do. You give them a chance. You give them a chance, and this is what they do. That's how they repay you. That's how they repay you. These guys. Um, Kaylee Marie says, when I was a teenager, my dad woke me up saying Christmas dinner was in the garden. After much confusion, I headed into the garden to find a Canadian goose had crash-landed in our garden. What? We still have no idea how he ended up in our, our garden. I'm stuck, eh? Uh, with a badly injured neck. Uh, but it was certainly a memorable morning. But we got a vet to check it out, and it all was fine. So he didn't end up eating it for Christmas dinner, which no, is good. Badly injured neck. Sounds a little bit like somebody thought they were going to have it for Christmas dinner. And then, <laughs> bottled, yeah. then went, oh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> bottled it, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, he's there, his neck. How did he hurt his neck? I don't know. It's Canadian geese just flying yeah. around. Hey. Dad didn't seem that bothered. No, like, there's no Christmas. idea where he got there, but he he was like, "Hey, there's dinners in the garden." I think he put it there. <laughs> I think so. I think that's exactly what's happened. Um, now you have got, if I recall, uh, we'll do it next. But you've got a, a story about when, you, well, not when you saved the dog, but when your dog was saved by uh, some ne'er do wells. <laughs> yeah, it was your uncle. Yeah, <laughs> it was my uncle. Uh, uh, we will uh, we'll come to that story after this. Matters. We've saved crabs this morning, slugs, uh, Canadian geese, uh, landing in people's gardens. How did I get here? 
And mm. uh, Steve, though, uh, your dog, uh, Polly, wasn't it? Polly, your it was deaf Polly, dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, once got lost down a neighbour's chimney. I, I can't remember the full details of this story. Well, it was your your uncle Gary, who we spoke of on this show before. <laughs> yeah. Used to sort of used to live with me for a, for a time. Yeah, I can't remember fun. how that even. I don't, now, he just but... moved in and then never moved out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but spent three years. Then, but he used to look after the dogs when if I had to come to London for the day for a casting or whatever. And invariably, I'd, I'd literally leave for like twenty four hours. Not even that. And I'd get a phone call. Like one time he rang up going, car's been impounded. And there'd always, there'd always be something. <laughs> always Somebody's hit your car. That was one. Somebody hit it in the street. But this was my favourite one. And it was when... So I had two dogs. I had Iggy and Polly. And Polly was deaf. She was born deaf. So she was a lovely dog. They were sort of border collie crossed with uh, um, sort of um, Jack Russell. So both white, you yeah. know, uh, black ear, one had an eyebrow. Lovely, lovely dogs. And I was having some work done in the top floor, and there was like there was a wall, a retaining like a wall they'd been taken out, and then it was ceiling joists, and then there was a you could it was a row of terraced houses, so you could see through into you know next door's you know uh, loft. But yeah, everybody had this wall, so you couldn't you couldn't get in anybody's burglar's house. dream, burglar's dream. If you got that wall down, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And basically, okay, he rang me and he went, "Dog's gone missing," and I went, "Sorry, dog," and he went, "Dog's gone missing." I went, "Which one?" He went, "Deaf one." Tried calling it, but what's the point? <laughs> so, uh, so apparently, and the other, they were both white. Like I said, they were covered yeah. in soot. They'd been into this sort of chimney space, whatever. It transpired that that, that Polly had gone through the gap in the in the bricks into next door neighbour's house uh, above their bedroom, and then fallen down an open chimney. So it was kind of yeah. halfway down, <laughs> halfway down their bedroom their house, wall. Yeah. yeah. So the the obvious thing, the easiest thing would have been to smash their wall, chimney open in their bedroom, and yeah. get the dog out. But sort that out. Yeah. The, yeah. They decided to to like Spider Man, Impossible Mission, crawl on these <laughs> ceiling joists, which weren't meant to hold a human being, <clears throat> with with my neighbour. It was his house, Jonathan, who was a lovely little Geordie fella. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so they crawled into them. They saw the dog just sort of sat down on the chimney, and they went. And apparently, he went. So that Jonathan said, um, <laughs> "Grab me by my legs and hold me upside down, and I'll and I'll grab the dog." So and Gary said, "So we we grabbed him. Me and Paddy grabbed him by his legs, and we held him upside down. He just come back from work. He had a pair of jogging bottoms on. We held him upside down. Anyway, he gets his head in the chimney, starts breathing in the dust. He starts freaking out." <laughs> So we just pulled him. He said, get me out, get me out. We pulled him as hard as we could. And we just pulled his trousers off. And <laughs> so he's just naked, upside down in a chimney, screaming. And then they laughed so much, they stepped backwards onto the ceiling joist of, of his house, of Jonathan's house, smashed a massive hole in his ceiling roof. And then... <laughs> And then they, he was like, get me out, get me out, freaking out. And so he started pulling him out. And he said the, the pointing between the bricks, you know, the bit of cement that smooths it yeah. between the brick, that doesn't exist inside a chimney. Of course. So when they were pulling him out, oh, yeah, his, uh, his, 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 his things, yeah. he's not his winkle, it was the below the winkle. The okay, below yes. winkle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the below winkles. Was, was uh, as Gary said, pinging off every brick. <laughs> so, <laughs> So and then they got the dog. They they got a bit of copper pipe and they put it around the collar and they pulled it out, which I would have done first. But I came back and there was like three thousand pounds worth of damage, and 
And it, it, Gary said, he said, every time I think of him naked upside down that chimney, it still makes me laugh. My ribs are hurting. And I got back, there was a knock on the door, and so Jonathan came around next door, and he was like, oh, you probably heard what happened man. yesterday. And I was like, no, I didn't. I, didn't. I had to pretend I had no <laughs> knowledge of the chimney thing. I was like, Why don't you well, tell me? Well, how are you feeling? Tender. So, yeah. So he saved her. He saved Polly. He did but, save um, a dog. He did, but I mean, it would but have it been cheaper just to smash the wall <laughs> and the chimney in his bedroom. Brilliant. Jason Manford. Have you actually ever rescued an animal, Steve? Um, no, I, I, no. I, we've told the story before when I sort of stole a lamb. Yes, stole off the hillside in Wales, but no, that wasn't I, rescuing I him. Was he? him. No, it was <laughs> no, kidnapping. It was kidnapping. Yeah, very different. That's um, a goat, isn't it? If he's kidnapping. <laughs> nice. Good one. Good dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good dad joke. Uh, we're on the line of uh, talking about gags, we are talking to Gary Delaney very shortly, and oh. he will. I think he'd appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk to him in a little bit about his new book. Uh, but till then, I'm going to give you some animals, uh, and you can tell me which one you want to hear the story of. Okay, okay cool. So, uh, big fat toad, mm-hmm. a manatee, a mole, or a bat? Oh, mole, please. Mole, okay. Just because I can see him bumbling around with a pair of little spectacles on. <laughs> I don't think they wear glasses in real do they life. Not? I, I think they think do. So. I think you'll find they do. Fiona Hinton, <laughs> I picked up a mole that was slowly crossing the road. I took my socks off to use as gloves because they are much stronger than they look. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and socks are really helping that situation. Yeah, the old protective socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put a fire out with a pair of socks, can't you? <laughs> uh, manatee, bat... Big fat toad. Manatee, please. Manatee. What is a manatee? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the word. Yeah, it's like a, screaming at a, somebody, abuse. Like, right, let's have a guess what it is and then I'll Google it. I think it's um, some sort of big dolphin type thing. Oh, what? dear. I think it flies for some reason. <laughs> it definitely doesn't fly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for flying. Let me have a look. Uh, large, fully aquatic, mostly herbivorous is that the word marine mammal so it does not fly oh sometimes okay. known as a sea cow uh, oh that's so, right it's a sea cow yeah, there you yeah, go so if you do there. see one fly <laughs> you yeah. maybe go and see a doctor well, uh, Lorraine says I helped rescue a manatee that had been uh, become trapped between the hull of our ship and the quayside when we were docked in Florida we kept the animal quiet and relaxed until we could slowly release the ropes and buffer the ship to stop it coming against the dock. Took two hours to release the manatee due to the tide, but it was an honour to help such a beautiful, gentle creature. And off it went, just flew off. Just flew off. Just just (laughs) flew off. Like a sea cow. Just flew off. Sea cow jumps over the moon. Yeah. (laughs) Off it went. Yeah, wow, that's that's an exciting story, isn't it? Yeah. Crikey, proper animals. That's that's real. Like Chris Packham, Attenborough job, that. Yeah. Not same. just people trip, <laughs> tripping over and breaking their wrists on slugs. No, that's a proper one. These are, pro- these are proper animals. Uh, we'll find out, uh, out what other animals you saved after this. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. You know what I do, Steve, when I start a link? I actually set a timer to see how long the link is and then oh, okay. don't yeah. look at it again until we finish the link and go, oh, crikey, that was a bit I long. I went over a bit. <laughs> I don't know why I even bother. Uh, it's just, just a, you never know. You might get it back. Literally, on the producer goes, "Right, you've got two and a half minutes for this link," and I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> okay, <laughs> five minutes later. So apologies if we're uh, talking too much, but there is always Spotify if uh, music is your thing. Uh, Fred Sullivan's message says, uh, "When my wife and I were on holiday in Mexico, 
Uh, he retur- we returned one day to our hotel room to find a sea turtle in our hotel corridor. Wow. That's impressive, oh, that's, isn't it? That is that's terrifying. Lost. Yeah, they're big things, aren't they? Yeah. Did you see any while you were I in Guadalupe? Yeah, I saw one when I was in Guadalupe, yeah. I thought you had nice. a little fish on his back. Oh, yeah, you said a little Even little his friend. mate. Like yeah. a Pixar cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, Fred says, we didn't know what to do. Uh, why would you know what to no, do? Well, I mean, why, yeah. uh, so my wife called down to reception, but as she didn't speak any Spanish and the desk clerk didn't speak any English, oh, they dear. struggled to get her point across. I mean, you're not learning that in GCSE Spanish here. No, what's sea turtle in Spanish? <laughs> it's a sea turtle uh, in, in in the hotel. I don't, I don't even know what that is. What's sea no. turtle in? I don't know. Turtle fit sounds like one of those words it might be quite close to, but it could be, you know, completely opposite, might not it? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it was. There is a sea turtle. I'm going to Google it. Okay. <laughs> there is a sea in turtle the... in the lobby. Hay una tortuga marina en el lobby del hotel. That's right. Oh, there so you go, yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the official phrase there. Well, there you go. Um, that's all you needed. So next time, next time that happens, Fred, that's the phrase. Uh, but anyway, what happened was they rang down, uh, had this situation where they didn't understand each other, and eventually she just said animal and our room number. <laughs> That's oh, okay. all she could get. So uh, not long after the sea turtle was gone, we thought no more about it until the next day when we noticed that our towels, which had previously been folded into various animal shapes, uh, your swan and so forth, oh, were, just uh, were just folded normally and flat on oh, the bed. So they thought they were scared of the, the animal <laughs> towels. This continued for the rest of the day. It's a duck in the room! <laughs> We can only assume that the clerk thought we had called up to complain about the towel origami or had mistaken it for a real swan. <laughs> Imagine that phone call. There's, there's two ducks on the bed staring at each other. He's got soap in his mouth. <laughs> I do like that. I just think that's an extra touch. Oh, I, do, I like it, yeah. I love a bit of towel origami. If anyone's made any effort, like, you know, petals on the bed or anything like that, they do that in barley quite a lot. I love yeah. all that. I love a bit of tallow. You can do a, a decent uh, elephant. I've seen a decent elephant. I think I've seen an anteater. You know, anteater's good. Yeah, because they, they can twirl it round for the long nose thing. The weirdest one I ever saw um, was uh, was a, um, a monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'd done it so it was like hanging from a, a coat hanger in the wardrobe. Oh, that is weird. I mean, it was, I didn't know it was in there. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> What's the colour? It wasn't a white tail, it was like a brown tail. <laughs> brown tail. <laughs> Absolutely the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Where real music matters. Quite a lot of these stories coming in. I'll rattle through some of the best ones to finish off the subject. Diane says, I remember missing my train and being late for work one day, helping a duck and her ducklings cross the road. I just oh. couldn't walk away and leave them. Boss didn't no. believe me. I got a warning. Oh, no, that's a real thing. That's definitely a real that thing. That seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Mandy says, uh, I jumped a five-foot gate to save a pigeon from being run over as he had a gammy leg and he couldn't walk very well. Jumped the gate, phone flew out my pocket, smashed on the floor, and Pigeon toddled off and jumped off onto a curb. Yeah, they just get on with it, don't they, Pigeon? They're not bothered, are they? I mean, the no. amount of times you drive at a Pigeon, and then yeah. you think, oh, my God, I've just killed it, and then you look behind it, it's just there. Yeah. I don't just, know how they do it. Just nibbling on a bit of squash peanut in the middle of the road. <laughs> Tracy care, says, not bothered. Tracy says, I once caught a ninja mouse. Uh, one a of the ninja cats, mouse? A, ni- a ninja mouse, she calls it, yeah. Okay. Seriously nimble thing it was. Uh, she caught a nimble uh, ninja mouse, a wild rabbit that I brought in uh, through a cat flap. Also found a tortoise walking down the street. 
escape from where... Does she live in Whipsnade? <laughs> Tracy's Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Keane uh, says, uh, I once got bitten by a giant sea turtle in Turkey. Oh. Crikey, this is happening a lot. This is uh, just in case that comes up again. Yeah. Una tortuga marina me mordió el dedo gordo del pie. A sea turtle bit my big yes. toe. Yeah, that's, that's it. Okay, that, there you that go. Comes up. I mean, that's not in Turkish. That was Spanish, so uh, yeah. I don't know what it would be in Turkish. Yeah, but you, somebody might be able to speak. <laughs> the thing is, I always think, if you can't speak the language, speak another language that's not yours. Like, when I'm in France, I speak Spanish a lot. Good shout. It's not great, but they go, oh, ignorant Spanish pig, this is, this is rather than the British. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Pete, if that comes up again when you're in Turkey... That's a sea turtle, bit there of a big toe go. in Turkish. That's the great thing about Google Translate. Yeah. Uh, a bit of big is big toe. Apparently they don't bite, uh, but that one did. Days of helping defenceless <laughs> okay. animals are over. Warm yeah. feeling. They don't bite. Gone. Oh, he does. <laughs> that that's that like, one. does your dog bite? No. Ow! It's not my dog. It's like, it's, it's like that joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Vicky says, my fella and I were coming back from a night out, bit tipsy. I heard some rustling in a bush, went to investigate. It was don't. a hedgehog. <laughs> don't do it. Don't. <laughs> it was a hedgehog stuck inside a plastic wrapper trying to eat the half sandwich left inside. We rescued it and tipped the sandwich out for it to eat. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I mean, they're not supposed to eat bread, but... Uh, Are they not? No, I don't think you're supposed to... You know, that was the old thing of giving them, like, milk and bread, but I think the bread expands in their stomach, and I think the gluten intolerant intolerant oh, old uh, hedgehogs. Is, I mean... Okay, but I mean, yeah. he's eating he's eating a half-eaten, mouldy sandwich. I, I mean, the question is, whose fault is that? The hedgehogs or the litter? Yeah, yeah ask him. He's not bothered. <laughs> He's, he's not a free sandwich out of it. Oh, do you know what? Have you, have you actually? Have you got anything that's gluten free? He's not saying that, is he? <laughs> it's just that it just tends to swell up and blow up me a bit. I've got IBS, uh, which you know, with my spikes is, as you can imagine, a bit of a problem. Well, as you know, I um, I'm uh, I feel very affectionate when it comes to hedgehogs. Yeah. Um, they basically was the reason I last got paid uh, on the Mass Singer. Oh yeah, of um, course. Yeah. So it was the last job I had was uh, dressing up as a hedgehog. So yeah. I can tell you one hundred percent to never feed hedgehogs milk or bread because they can't digest them and it upsets the stomach. So that's a little bit of uh, laughing and learning this morning, Steve. Well, yeah. So because you played a giant hedgehog, you're like an ed- you I'm know like what the their diet is. Hedgehogs. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think John Chalice. Actually, Boise at Phil's North is, is something to do with the patron saint of hedgehogs or really? something. I think he runs a hedgehog charity. <laughs> Marlene, just yeah. walking around. <laughs> hedgehogs. I think that's what he says. There's also, I've noticed that there's been a recent um, sort of ad campaign to, to talk to litterers to say, don't litter things, don't throw Is it coming things. back littering? It I think it's coming back. Yeah, I think it is. And there's a lot of litter around, but the signs are not working, right? Because out of context... Uh, the signs come up. You might have seen them. They basically, it's got a picture of like an animal, a wild mm. animal, and it like have a crisp packet on its back, or you know, a straw stuck <laughs> in its n- ear or whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the but the slogan is, if you don't pick it up, somebody else will. What like a fox? Yeah, but that, they're, they're getting to the, oh, Did like an animal will pick it. Yeah, but part oh. of you, when you read that, you go, oh, well, I'll leave oh, it. Right. Then. Well, if the, if the moles are going to clean up, then why, why bother? Somebody else will. Let yeah. them, them do moles it. won't be able to clean up because they won't be able to see without their glasses. <laughs> Don't litter, you scruff bags. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I don't know if you read, Steve, about the um, students who are all stuck in their uh, halls of oh, residence. Oh, in their halls of residence, yeah. 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 
thousands of them just stuck inside because of yeah, COVID. Lectures on that. Zoom as well and just doesn't seem like much fun, does it? No, it really doesn't, especially if you've just joined uni as well. Yeah. Oh, give a right laugh, fresh as we. Woo woo. What's happening? The thing I don't yeah. get about it, right, because they're sort of saying, you know, maybe they'll have to go home. They can't go home, definitely. If, 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 there's, no. if there's a COVID thing going on, just keep all the young people together. Yeah. Because generally, you know, when you look at the facts, th- those are the people who are not, uh, you know, dying from it. So keep them together in there. Yeah. There was a weird thing that they started spreading recently. Not spreading, that's the wrong word. Yeah. They started uh, advertising recently where they were saying, uh, like, don't kill granny. This was their phrase, which was like, Essentially, don't go and visit your grandparents because yeah. you might give them, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, COVID. Yeah. And I was thinking, you've got to bribe a nineteen-year-old to go and see their grandparents. Normally, yeah, you have. This you? is not a this is not a big problem. Young people are not visiting old people on a regular basis. No. Yeah. So <laughs> just leave. Let them have a little party in their halls of residence, ordering pizza in or whatever they're going to do, and and and. Please, for the love of God, uh, let them hopefully get back to university and back home for Christmas at some point as well. That's the that's the worst one. I've, I've spoken. Don't to go back and do your washing. Don't Just go back there. and do your washing. Do your own washing for a bit if you're allowed out of your room. Yeah. I don't even know how it works. Um, I tell you, if it was, if it, I'm thinking back when I was at university, mm. there was like a little bar on site. I'd, you'd have been fine. I'd have just. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have had to go into town. Just no, staying sulfur. I've been right. Not going we? to lectures. Yeah, I've been watching a few. What was uh, the bar called? I forgot what the oh, bar was called. The, the Pav. Oh, the, Pav, the Pav. Yeah, the, the Pav. Pav yeah. That was it. There was a pavilion, wasn't that it? That was Salford yeah. University. Yeah, on the old dog yeah. track. Sub Club was the one called Sub Club. I imagine that. Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. I, I can't know. remember now. Might be before my. But time. you know, I'd have been I'd fine. Got I'd have got by. Look, if somebody said you can't go home. Yeah, you know. you're stuck at uni. I mean, it's not ideal, and like I said... No, it's got, not ideal, and, and but I mean, if you're an anxious nothing's person, ideal at the minute, is not, it? No, yeah, no exactly. No. It's, uh, it's a worry, it's a worry, but um, I, do, I do feel for them, just in that, yeah. you know, young people, I can't help feeling if, not to say they've suffered the most during this lockdown, but they do sort of get blamed for it a lot. And it's not all of them, you know what I mean? They're not all having midnight raves in the in the in the forest, you know what I mean? No, in the jungle, I was going to say. You no. know, in the jungle. Jungle in is massive. Jungle. Yeah, you're down with the kids, yeah? <laughs> That's me, you know me. Uh, like, but, is it true they like jungles? Is that what, is that what I've heard? <laughs> <laughs> but if there's any students out there, we are thinking of you stuck in, uh, in your halls and uh, not having the time of your lives, which you're supposed to be having at university. This is supposed to, it's those three years to protect you from the real world, isn't it? And you, mm, yeah. And unfortunately, you're not having the best of times. So we are thinking of you. And, uh, w- you know, we've got all our absolute radio stations, so you can tune into us and have a little chuckle and a boogie anytime. Socially distant, of course. Matters. What have you been watching on telly this week, Steve? Uh, I watched on was it, was it on Netflix. I think it was on Netflix. There was that mm. thing. It was a four part or five part documentary. Oh, called the Challenger. Challenger, the last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Was really because everyone yeah. knows. We all remember what happened yeah. to Challenger. But it's just the way they introduced all the people one by one, the families and where mm-hmm. they grew. It was you'd forgotten about it by the time we got to of it. Of course, you just got to know these people as people. So it was. I thought it was really good. Okay, that's it. that's your big recommendation. Yeah, um, I'd like to say I've watched lots on uh, on the the uh, streaming the services yeah. recently. Um, I have watched bits of Bob's in the day. I've been trying to find a good comedy, like a good sitcom. You know, yeah. it's got loads of episodes. People have talked about the American Office and uh, mm. Parks and Recs and stuff like that. I've been sort of getting through Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's all right. It's not, you know, it's yeah. fine. Um, 
this is essentially our evening conversation. This is me and my wife, right? So this is me. What do you want to watch? And my wife is, oh, I'm easy. I'll watch anything. Mm. And then I'm like, what about this? She says, no, not that. I say, what about this? She says, not my kind of thing. So mm. I say, well, what do you fancy watching? And she said, well, let's just scroll yeah. through. Uh, I feel like this is the conversation that goes on in most households. Most yeah, and you're eating into watching time because now you can't watch well, a film time. anymore because you yeah, haven't got we, time. Not enough time and now. You've got to watch a documentary, a one-off, because I want to just lock something off tonight. I don't want to watch yeah. a series, a six-parter. No. I just <laughs> no. want to achieve something tonight. So we have this where I go, well, I've heard this is supposed to be good. She said, I've heard it's not very good. So then oh, we flick yeah. through choices for what seems like the length of a film. Yeah. Um, she'll say, oh, my friend says this is good. I say, oh, it looks a bit talky for me. No, yeah. good action, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything say... post nineteen twenty eight, too much talking for you, isn't it? <laughs> no, but you know, it's just people talking. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I like an Aaron talking thing, chat, chat, chat. Oh, yeah. come on. Um, you know, chatting. she'll say, "Well, we may as well watch something." And I say, "Well, what about this thing that I said?" She'll say, "No." Uh, I'll say, "All right, okay. Well, let's watch your thing then." And I'll say, "Great." And then twenty minutes in, she's asleep. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what happens. Or the alternative happens. I'll say, she'll say, what do you want to watch? I'll say, what about this programme? I 100% know it's brilliant. I've seen bits of it, and yeah. I 100% know you will like it because you're my wife, and mm. I know you, and yeah. I know you'll like it. And she'll say, no, what about this programme that some random person at work recommended that neither of us really knows, and that's the yeah. thing we'll end up watching? Yeah. yeah. Why can't she take my opinion on know. something? What you need is something you can dip in and out of. Repair shop's good for that. You just do 20 minutes. Yeah, and there was one on Channel Four this week called Five Guys in a Week. That's quite good. It's a series, a second oh, right. series of that. And what's that on Pornhub? No, it's a it's a girl, and then five guys who are interested in dating her come and live with her for a week. Okay. <laughs> now come and live with her for a week. Oh, I see. Not so there's a load of blokes going, yeah, just like oh, you know, God, peacocking so over each other, oh, and then God. she has to sort of choose which one she's going to, and then you know, so that's quite good. Right. And right, there's one called something like. Uh, lodgers for Codgers or something like that, and it's a similar thing. <laughs> it's like no, listen, you've got to hear these no, I'm ideas. Listening, out, I'm, listening. I'm listening. I'm so listening. So it's people in their sort of sixties and seventies. Terrible uh, titles. No, this is the idea. The sixties and seventies got disposable income. They've got a they've got a separate room, and and then okay. you've got a young people who can't get on the housing ladder. So they go, well, we're taking a lodger, a young person oh, lodger. See. So it's two people. It's these people. You know what the the media yeah. would call your young snowflake vegan people right. with a totally different people and they they get to know each other and stuff so Sounds it's like good for good, dipping in and out of good premise for a sitcom yeah like well we it. should call it codgers for lodgers <laughs> <laughs> instead of lodgers for codgers or something like that jason manford absolute radio where real music matters good morning jason manford on absolute radio steve edge is here and we are also joined by our guest this morning, Mr. Gary Delaney. Good morning. <laughs> nice, you sound chipper. That's my radio voice, isn't it? It's a yeah, pretty... yeah, it's, yeah. You get, no one talks normally on the well. You talk normally on the radio, but usually, like if people like if you like if someone is going to introduce you off stage, you and they, you put a mic in front of whatever, they <laughs> yeah. become sort of mid-American and a bit exaggerated. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we very rarely sound like we're on the radio because often we forget. We're actually doing a radio show. Yeah. We're just just a couple of mates catching up, and then every so often a song interrupts. Yeah, uh, well, uh, and we're at home as well. You're, I'm in my shed. You're in your bedroom or whatever. Yeah, just feel, just feel like we're having a chat. Well, I, I'm going to have to dial it down a bit. And also, while I've been talking to you, I've just lost my seat to our dog. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's got this, this, this little puffy next to the seat that he usually jumps on to sit next to me while I'm working. And um, 
Is that it? But he, he, yeah, but he, he was having a bit of trouble, so I stood up to help him, and he jumped on it, and then nicked my seat. So now I'm standing up to talk to you, watching a little dog have my comfy seat. Very clever. <laughs> well, it's a big day for you. Uh, well, it's a big week for you this week because you've got your uh, your first book. Uh, yeah, out yeah, in I'm, the I'm world. Really... I'm, I'm really excited. That came out on Thursday, so it's yeah. uh, and it, you know it's going nicely. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very pleased to have a little sort of a, a permanent record of, of my work rather than the sort of here's a day gone tomorrow shows. You know. Yeah, of course. Now, when you when you actually Google, uh, it's a book of one-liners, isn't it? Of your yeah. sort of uh, your best gags. Um, interestingly, I just googled uh, best one-liners. Yeah. Just I thought oh, I'll just get a few just in case we get onto that. And the first video that comes up is 15 of Gary Delaney's funniest one-liners. Like Really? So all, yeah, that's the first video that came up. I've just no name, nothing attached to it unless that's Google going, "Hey, what I know about Gary Delaney." I don't know how it works. But your video is amazing. Come, well, I'm at 15 funny. So that's good, isn't well, it? Because you I, I am delighted with that, absolutely. And also, at 15 of my that's not an edit I've put up. Someone else has no, done that. So yeah, that's great. Has, well, I, somebody's done that. If I've got Google on side, that is a, a very important ally. But yeah, but no, it's, it's, it was nice to put it together. And also, most joke books in, in shops are just full of the same collections of very, very old jokes. So it was nice yes. to sort of to go through 20 years worth of stuff and put, put my stuff together. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't have had time to do any of this if some idiot hadn't eaten the bat. But suddenly yeah. I found I had a lot of time on my hands, you know. <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? Funny how that come about. So yeah. you've, I mean, you've always done one-liners. That's your, that's your, all your, your go-to, really. Is there anybody that you look to as, as a hero or somebody who influenced you early on? Oh, well, I tell you, my little origin story. I used to work uh, on on Saturdays at a garage in Spark Brook in Birmingham, just cleaning up and stuff. And um, the guy on the tills, Arfraz, always used to play um, Adrian Just on Radio One in the, in the mid eighties. Had this little program. We used to play little clips of like American stand-up. Oh right, okay. And I first heard Emo Phillips there. Oh, oh yeah. well, he's, and that yeah. blew me away, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's how you do a joke. That's absolutely amazing." So, th- so that that was sort of my my first exposure to it, and I absolutely loved it, and I still love him to this day. He's great. Have he's, you gigged with Emo? No, I I, I did once um, meet him in Edinburgh, only very briefly, because I came to a yeah. show and said hello to him afterwards. Uh, but I think it's a mistake to meet somebody you admire that much. You know what I mean? So I hold him up as being like the best it's possible to be. Uh, so you don't want to see somebody like that doing gigs because as soon as they'll make a mistake or whatever or just always <laughs> yeah. something misjudge and it was like an extra show put on at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon you go no yeah. I want to think of you as being the best that is imaginable to be I don't want to think of you as like me as someone who like makes makes mistakes or yeah. tries a joke and it you know you know wasn't the best thing that ever done you know yeah. I want him to be the epitome the yeah so I, I, I saw I saw him and it was great but in retrospect I don't if somebody's that much of a hero to you you never should see him yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It sounds like a catch twenty two, but yeah. Um, I, well, so he's your influence. Emo's your influence, and I've done, I've done a couple of gigs with him actually. When, in oh wow! How'd you find him? Stuff. Amazing. I mean, very odd off stage as well. Like yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just some great little liners. Um, you know, I'm a great lover. I'll bet. Yeah, uh, oh, his, you know, his, just, his, <laughs> his word economy and his delivery is just incredible. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's fantastic. So you've put together how many jokes are in this book of yours? There's a thousand. A thousand jokes. And what's, the, and what's the book called? It's called it's called Fundamentalist. Fundamentalist. Fundamentally, oh, I think there's a subtitle on a thousand jokes you probably haven't heard before. Because I think the contract was like for five hundred jokes. So I, I, so I put in stuff from old shows and stuff. But I thought I want I wanted to make sure that there was jokes in there that people hadn't seen if they'd seen all my sort of, of TV spots or tour shows and the like. So we upped it to a thousand, and I went through every notebook and every old recording and just found loads of other stuff as well so hopefully there's stuff there people yeah there's the classics Brilliant. but hopefully stuff well, there people don't know as well we're going to come back to you in a second and uh, I, I want to hear a couple radio friendly ones if that's All possible right. okay, I'll so have a think yep. <laughs> you've got four minutes to think of that <laughs> <laughs> 
is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Over the years, Gary, we will have worked with people who... Um, who've got some great jokes, as you say, you know, you mentioned Emo Phillips, and you'll have worked with loads of one-liner guys, Jimmy Carr and uh, Tim Vine and places like that. Now, how do you find a thousand jokes that haven't been done before? Like that's the thing that absolutely baffles me. It's 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 hard, uh, but what what you do is <clears throat> when you're writing a joke, you don't know if it's done before, but if it has, it usually comes to light pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, comics are <laughs> not shy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People will tap you on the shoulder and say, "Oh, hang on, that's that's been done." And it's not just the risk because I like stuff that sounds like sort of classic. I I, I love old fashioned comics and that sort of style of setup yeah. punch. Uh, you know, so sometimes you come up with something and it's it's not just been done by like somebody you work on circuit. It's been done by. Bob Hope 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but those all get weeded out, you know, and, and you basically you're left with uh, jokes that haven't been done before or, or new variations on a phrase or something that's, you know, something that's new. But yeah, it's you, you can't, if you second guess yourself when you're writing, go, like try and write something that's never ever been done by anybody, you're not going to find anything. So you've just got to do it and jump in and then get rid of all the stuff. And obviously, Sod's Law says very often, you, you write a joke and you, know, and you go, oh, that's an absolute corker. And then that, that's often the one that you lose. So you just have to write more and keep on mm. writing. I remember doing, one of my favourite lines was of Frank Carson. I did, I did a gig with Frank Carson in Dubai, weirdly, nice. of all places, many years ago. And it still is the sort of go-to clean joke that I remember. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, Frank's obviously in his uh, fabulous style, but uh, he did a joke where he said uh, the captain's walking along a line of soldiers and he says to the uh, to the guy, he says, Private, I didn't see you at uh, camouflage practice this morning. <laughs> yeah. And he says, oh, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> That's one it's of great, my isn't it? Just I, a I lovely, what, simple joke. Those old classic jokes are great. I mean, the, the downside is people will, will tend to have heard them, but any joke mm. that can survive like just by word of mouth virally for decades and decades, especially before the computer yeah. days. Just have you the jokes found that, passed from person to person are, are incredible jokes. Have you found that difficult with Twitter? Because, I mean, you know, it's that infinite amount of monkeys with infinite amount of typewriters. People come up with the best jokes now, like yeah, just on Twitter. Uh, when I used to do Mock the Week all the time, I wouldn't let myself go on Twitter in, in, in like the four days beforehand because you'd mm. see so many things had been done and you, you'd, you'd start to think, well, I've got nothing left. Mm. Yeah. You know, you get anything that's unlike, when you get a topical thing, you'll get a certain phrase. You go, well, let's go for that phrase or that aspect or that quote or whatever. And everyone else is going for the same things. So it used to sort of be manageable. You'd be in a writing room and there'd be a story and mm. maybe you and one or two of the other writers might pitch basically the same thing because you're all starting from the same point. But that was still a manageable number and the producer would go, well, that one's best. We'll use that one. Yeah, that's yeah. not the same as everybody having to go on Twitter. So yeah, it's, no. it's hard with that sort of stuff because, uh, especially with with wordplay. But yeah, you just got you just got to write just so much and drop it out. I mean, I've been writing since since about uh, after, since lockdown. I say about mm. I did about a month of panicking every time I had a bit of asthma, and then since then I've been trying to write fifty jokes a week, and I've just made a big folder of stuff for, for, the, for the next tour for when I go back, and you just try to, go, just to keep writing. <laughs> I hope so you like just... I'm, I'm wasted my lockdown. <laughs> Didn't oh no, do you, you, yeah, you're prolific. <laughs> you say in your shows, you, you churn out yeah, far no. more material than me. But no, I can't. I've just you've got you just you've got to do it by volume. You've got to keep yeah, cranking stuff out and go right. Well, those those you know those are, <clears throat> those aren't good enough. Those are good enough. That will go in a live show. Maybe that will go on Twitter or something like that. And then you go right. Well, these are good, but I can't use them because they're too similar to A, B, and C. Yeah, 
So the book that's uh, it's out now. People can grab that at I guess Amazon or Waterstones and in the is it in the supermarkets? Yeah, it's in well, it's in Sainsbury's. I don't know about there, but it's definitely in Sainsbury's. And if, for international people, it's on BookDepository.com or for people who aren't so keen on Amazon, I think it's unusual. All the usual sort of places, as they all yeah, all good booksellers and some of the rubbish ones. All that. So fundamentalist, a thousand jokes uh, you probably haven't heard of before. Um, and I imagine knowing your routines, uh, it's very much for grown-ups. It is, it is. I mean, I've toned it down a little bit because, you know, it's not as rude as my live shows because it would never get in supermarkets that way. So, <laughs> so, so you know, my, my live shows do include, they include sort of silly stuff, but they also include some stuff that's very definitely adult. And this has a little bit of that, but not, you know, and not what's, so much what's as your, a, I wouldn't buy it for your kids. Let's put it that way. <laughs> what's your favourite uh, radio-friendly one-liner that we can have this morning on the radio? Well, I was trying to look at a couple of ones that I like and ones that I've never done on stage or on telly or anything like that. So uh, it, it, is, it is a few that I hopefully aren't too rude for you. <laughs> um, uh, 50% of people who go to watch The Cure actually end up watching Placebo and enjoy it just as much. There you go. <laughs> oh God, that's good. Joke, joke for the science nerds. I like it. <laughs> the worst thing about living next door to MC Hammer is the constant DIY noise. I tried shouting stop, but if anything, that made it worse. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to carry. I've got loads of these. I bought my nephew a caterpillar cake without checking the best before date, so now he's got a butterfly cake. <laughs> uh, the study of why triangular sandwiches taste better is known as trigonomnomnomnometry. <laughs> <laughs> I did used to use that one in live shows, but it's never that's been on the telly, so I thought that's, it's, a, that's a great joke. Lovely. That's uh, that's cheered us right up. Thanks for that, Gary. I hope the book oh. goes uh, super well. And cheers everybody up this Christmas. Hey, thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me on, mate. It's been a pleasure. All right, mate. See you soon, pal. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. For the last few weeks, Steve, we've been dealing with mm. uh, emails because we get emails now. Emails, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. If you've got a hypothetical question you want to ask uh, me or, or Steve or and Steve. Uh, so we've had quite a few come through. Um, and because it's sort of becoming a regular feature, um, yeah. Adem, yeah. the uh, producer, has come up with a, a jingle. Well, for, he, did, um, for... he did create Bin Chat, so. He nailed bin chat. Great things. I mean, we sort of created bin chat. Yeah, we, we did. But of, he, yeah, but he made air. it. He made it a reality. Yeah. Well, know. let's hear what he's come up with. It's for, George uh, Martin. Yeah, let's go. For the jingle for this week. From the darkest recesses of the minds of Jason Manford's listeners, queries from the ash. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, someone is yeah. bored in lockdown. What yeah, the hell was that? a lot that? of free time, I don't know. Was that his voice? <laughs> I don't think so. Gurus from the I'm not sure, I think well, that needs work. Yeah, I think it needs work. It sounds like I'm asking the questions, queries from the edge as well, and not yeah, necessarily... Yeah, it should be queries... Uh, to the, the edge, for the edge. That's a, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll work out. for the edge. There you go, mix that in, that's fine. <laughs> Okay, so okay. Um, we've got one from Lizzie, from Matty, and from Maria. Mm. Um, we've got tattoo, ghosts, or movies. They're the subjects Ooh. for this week's ghosts. Hypothetical questions. Ghosts. Okay. Yeah. Matty in Walthamstow says, "Jason, Steve, if you had to be haunted by a ghost for the rest of your uh, rest of your life, which famous dead person would you choose and why?" Oh. Haunted by a famous dead person. Yeah. It's got to be somebody you like, you get on with. Yeah. You respect, but... Mm. Yeah, someone's be... not who's going to be creepy. No. 
Yeah, so you just, yeah, you don't want like Lon Chaney, Chaney or something like that because that would no. be. Uh, but and also, also like somebody like Michael Jackson who every so often you're like, oh yeah. my god, Michael, oh what that is that noise, man? Stop I'm it! I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm in a different time zone. Why are you in a different time zone? <laughs> you don't need that. Yeah, you no, that would that. be annoying. Yeah. Uh, just the sound of him sort of moonwalking. No, you don't want that. No, you know, in that. the back in the top bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> What's that noise? Uh, that's the ghost moonwalking. Yeah. You don't want yeah. that. Yeah, no. So, oh, I don't know. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Isn't it? I it think really I'd is. probably go with like, um, like a comedian, so they could like give me. Material. I know, but would they not annoy you after a bit? Just cracking not. jokes all the time. Bill Hicks or something, just sort of in the background, just. Um, I know, but there's a lot going on in the world that Bill Hicks would react quite well to. But well, that's true. You yeah. just want to go. I just want to. I, this, I just want to break from this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't that's need true. satire on on the world, which is already or just quite somebody hard. fun. Like um, I don't know, like uh, who would be good? Uh, Fanny Craddock. Fanny Craddock would be good. Yeah, get a bit of. Uh, He'd be good baking tips, you bit know. Of baking, yeah. Um, she's, uh, yeah. I think it'd be good um, to be haunted by somebody who's practical, because then they could teach you that's things. True, yeah. Well, Do you know I'd what I mean? I think I'd probably go with Sir Bruce. Oh yeah, we'd well, be a teacher all sorts of things, wouldn't he? Tap dancing. He'd get, he's got great stories about his time with Sammy Davis Jr. He'd give me tips. Well, why don't you just why don't you just, why don't you just get haunted by Sammy Davis Jr. Because that's only one set of stories. Yeah, I know, but he's got loads. I imagine the well, stories he's got. Yeah, For Sinatra would be good. Presley. Yeah, but Sinatra and Davis—they've probably got the same stories. Yeah, maybe Steve Jobs, who could help me get into my Apple password. Yeah, that'd be good. You can never remember it. You have Steve Jobs and he'll go, I don't know what the password is, mate. I just made the phone. I don't know what I don't know what your password <laughs> oh, is. Oh, this is a waste. God, I've wasted this ghost. <laughs> I'd go, oh, I bet Patrick Swayze. And then you could reenact. Oh, you could reenact ghost. the ghost with ghost. That'd, that'd be, be good, good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Well, you might a not lot, be into lot. all that, though, doing a pot with you. I think you'd be bored of it, yeah. Yeah, so. oh, we're not doing the pot <laughs> again, man. Oh, Come on, love. let's get the pot out. Let's get the pot as well out again. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So that's our ghost. That's who we'd go for. Um, Swayze. <laughs> Swayze and uh, and Forsyth, I think. Um, but, you know, out of love and respect, that's what we'd go for. So who would you go for? Let us know on social media this morning on Absolute Radio. Queries from the no, no, that's the last time that'll be heard. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. What have you got on for the rest of the day, Steve? Uh, well, I don't actually know. I've got to get my son from school, because I'm doing that now. Now I'm out oh, of the quarantine, of I take my son to school. I'm back, yeah. that's new, it's all new for me. It's all brand new, The school new, yeah. gates and all that, and just going, Ooh, oh, I don't want to talk to him, don't want to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, you know, judging people from behind a yeah. mask. That's always good. He's like, how yeah. they, how's that? Have they got full makeup on and look so good at this hour of the morning? No. Well, that's they the can't be parents mask. It really makes the eyes pop. Yeah, this is the time for... Uh, sort of ugly people with nice eyes who are charming. Yeah, yeah. To shine. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> like if, if anything not copped, good is going to come out of this, is that <laughs> yeah. is what it is. Yeah, it's ugly people with nice eyes. Finally, yeah. Finally, finally they get know, a look not in. being judged. It's not about nose and teeth anymore. It's no. about your eyes. It's not about nose and teeth. Uh, well, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and the rest of your week. And myself and Steve will see you back here next Sunday on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters.